looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. Hey, I know we have a lot of horror fans that listen to our shows, and I know things have been tough for everybody across the board these past six or seven months with what's been going on in the real world, but I wanted to make a suggestion to you horror fans, because I know part of the normal routine year in and year out is to attend different conventions to meet some of your favorite horror stars. However, none of us have been able to do that because of obvious reasons. But I do have a little suggestion for you. SignatureHorror.com Now, some may ask, what is that? Well, they obtain autographs for the fans from some of their favorite stars, from some of their favorite franchises. Whether it be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. They have different options such as, besides getting their autographs, you can do live Zoom calls with your favorite stars. You can do personalized videos for people, greetings of some sort. They just have many options. So if you're looking for to spend some money that you may have spent at conventions, check them out and see the options they have SignatureHorror.com That's right, SignatureHorror.com
Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hi, my name's Tani Katane, and I have been listening to Crazy Train Radio. This next guest, San Diego born and bred, and actually I'm doing a little homework, which is scary, me knowing how to read. My parents wanted me to know something, what the hell. Uh, our birthdays with this next guest are a day apart. No. Yes. From what I saw, the fifth and I'm the sixth. No. Oh, and so. the love of my life, Robin Cosby from Rat was the fourth. Oh, no way. There we go. <laughs> yes. So the three of us just, we are rockers to our core. Yes. But yes, yeah, she's. I feel well, so lucky. Don't, don't, we're going to make Delina cry. <laughs> but yeah, she is. I'm, go ahead. <laughs> I want to hear more about the bio. I want to hear about more. Just thank you to your parents for making you learn how to read. But I yeah. can't wait to hear what you learned about me. Yes, but. Is no now we got that out of the way. She is known as an actress and producer, but many folks know her from her appearances in some videos back in the 80s from the band White Snake. Feel free to follow her on social media on Facebook, Tony Katane Official, and same with without the official on Twitter. What Verified with the little blue birdie on it. Yes. Obviously, you know who this guest is, Tawny Katane. How are you doing, besides the migraine? <laughs> besides the migraine and me interrupting your, uh, your wonderful um, opening, I am doing, with all things considered, um, like the rest of the world, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Thank you for asking, by the way. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start with... Obviously, it's been crazy this year, 2020. So how have you been dealing with all the craziness? Well, you know, my business, and, and I, I just, I, I do not want to seem unsympathetic to anybody that is going through this, that has lost their job, that is staying home, and not only do they not want to, but because of what's going on, have to. But for me, I'm enjoying this time so much because I travel so much for a living. Um, I rarely get to stay home. So I, like I said, I've heard other actors say this and it seems a little 
unsympathetic to those that have that don't have to stay home um but i i truly truly am enjoying this time and getting to know me and getting to clean out drawers that have been needed you know i'm doing spring cleaning through winter spring and fall i mean i'm just you know so i i'm, I'm handling it really well and you know that's the thing I don't think you need to apologize for that because everybody is different and has different circumstances. So, you know, it's, so everybody has a different view of things. So, right. But thank you for that. Yes. And it's true because, you know, unfortunately I have to deal with people that move back into the house. (laughs) No, no, I'm all kidding aside. Uh, Obviously, you are very busy, but, and I know this question might sound wrong, as we mentioned in the intro, actors, producer, all that fun stuff. I know for me, I mentioned the music videos, but what do you feel that fans know you best from? Well, I think you're right. I think, I, you know, I, I did quite a few movies before I, I did these videos and, and it was back in the day when actors, uh, like we were not doing television, we're so above that. Uh, TV is not, you know, and now you see Arnold Schwarzenegger doing commercials for, uh, you know, lip balm. Um, but back in the day, that was unheard of. So I had been asked to do music videos for other bands and I turned them down because it was television and so on and so forth. But I was dating David at the time. So he was my boyfriend and soon to be husband. So I decided, uh, yeah, how, I, how can this hurt? This can only help him. So I did it. And the first day it aired on MTV, I will tell you that although I had done Bachelor Party, which was a huge hit and so many other movies, I could not walk down the street without people on scaffolding in New York up on the 27th floor looking down and going, Tawny, oh my God, I love you. I just, you know, so the power of television was incredible. Um, And it just, it, it obviously changed my life in terms of recognition in uh, um, the power of of TV was just, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Elena, you uh, were mentioning something in the chat. Yeah, I was. Um, Tony, you you have a particular name for your fans. How did you come up with that? What, the Tauntauns? Tauntauns are, uh, I heard peeps. Oh, my peeps. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I I do that. They are my peeps because I feel like the word fan, like you're a fan of mine. I think that's, I wish there was another word for it because it just seems like I'm up here and you're down here. And, And it just seems so unfair just because of what I do for, for a living. So I wanted to find a word that normalized what the people that enjoy my work, that like me, that follow me were. And so they're my peeps. We're the same. So yeah, that's, that's, I, I, 
I came across that in my mind and I went, that's what my, my, my people are going to be called. They're going to be called my peeps. I love that. Thank you well, for, thank you for remembering that and for shouting me out for that. I, I, I appreciate that. Well, speaking of having sadists built in fan base or your peeps, as you said there, I've, I've heard over time you do different things supporting charities that you find real worthy of attention, especially things like spousal abuse and stuff. Does it help you, do you compared to people, other people doing things, trying to promote these uh, worthy causes? Well, it's, it's interesting that you even know what I support because I keep that, I, I find that, and not most of them at all, there are so many actors that are so true to what they're supporting. I try and keep mine quiet and on the down low because it's something that I really do do. And I don't do it for attention. I don't do it so that people go, wow, she's a great girl. I, I do it for the, the people. I do it for the women that I help. I, 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 one, I have this incredible memory that even, even though I continue to, to do my work, but one day there was a woman, she had a newborn baby and she had been staying with her folks at a retirement home and they only allow you to stay for a certain period of time and she was getting kicked out that day. So she called this place that I um, um, work out, that I, I spend my time out, that I volunteer out. And I had six books, you know, five inches thick of places to put people. And every single place I called couldn't take her and her brand new baby and she was going to have to sleep on the street that night. And I worked all day long to find a place, went through every single, and I finally found a place and I got her a, a place to stay for the next couple of weeks. And there wasn't a person around. And I did like my own touchdown dance, you know, in the end zone. And it felt better to me than any adulation I'd ever gotten, clap, you know, by doing live um, theater by fans, nothing felt better and more important and, and soothed my soul than, than what I did. And nobody knew it. This was a couple years ago. Nobody knew that I had done it. I didn't tell anybody. And it was, like I said, the most amazing feeling in the world. And, and when you volunteer your time to no matter what the charity is for you, I believe that is the feeling that you get. And it seems like it's for them, but it really was for me. It was so selfish of me because I'm the one that got the incredible feeling. She got a place for her and her baby to sleep, but the feeling that I got was so overwhelming and that's why I continue to do it. Yeah, it's a mutual way. It both 
one hand washes the other there. You got the feeling it helped her out. But, and I'm thinking that's a double-edged sword, I guess is the right phrase, but don't mean it that way. Because I know you can speak and feel or have that feeling about her because you're a mom yourself. And what would I do in this situation? Correct. Correct. And, and I, I, I would, I would hope, you know, I, I, I didn't do this before I had kids. You're, you're right. But I would hope that somewhere inside of me, I would have had that same feeling regardless. And, and I'm sorry if, if that story seems so long, but I wanted people to know that aren't maybe volunteering the the feeling and and the uh, the, that one gets and and please go out and volunteer your time i think that's what we're on this planet to do that may be overused in a sense but it is so so true and especially around the holidays right now let's let's help those in need that really need our help exactly if you could try to leave a mark for somebody positive in any form it's i think that's the goal Elena, you wanted to you were telling me about one particular job that's very well known of miss katane's here so do you want to ask her about that and let's get a little lighter yeah, I know you from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. What a great role that was. Can you tell us a bit about that experience? Well, um, I was shooting WKRP in Cincinnati. I had my own television series at the time. And our my, uh, my studio was right next to Seinfeld, right next to Jerry's. So we would see each other on the lot all the time. and. Um, he was, and I can say this because it's true, he was looking for a way to ask me out and he just didn't know how to do it. And um, he was a little shy when it came to that. So he um, thought, oh, I know, I'll get her on the show and work with her for a week. And that way I can maybe go out to dinner with her. So um, that's how I got the role. But I think we both killed it, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, I, I just, I, I loved playing that character. She was such a bad actress, and what a great, <laughs> what a great episode of his. If I can use this word, I think I can. Of his penis playing chess against his brain. And I mean, nothing like that had ever been done before. It was so clever, but that was Jerry. And, and he he's just an incredible mind. Um, and and Larry, of course, Larry David's, uh, David as well. Um, I just, that was such a great episode. I am so grateful, like I said, to be a part of it. It was called The Nose Job. And um, that book, I love the scene when we're in the elevator and he asks me about the crop circles and I'm like, what? I'm like, what are crop circles? I mean, I played such a, you know, such a, like, not very smart, intelligent woman that he had to put up with so that he could sleep with her. I just, I love that role. It well, was, was great. Gonna... It was a lot of fun. 
I actually watch the show a lot now because it's on reruns, obviously, on multiple channels and stuff. And it seems like the theme you brought up there, one one brain trying to outthink the other, it seems like it, it's a constant theme throughout the series. Well, it's a constant theme in life. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to call a penis a brain, which thank you so much for doing so, because... I think with men, um, that is 100% true. I think that really is a theme in life. And I think Jerry captured that in such a creative way that he could put that on television. Mm -hmm. But it is a real theme in real life, no doubt. You brought up about WK... Uh, try to first day new mouth in English. <laughs> WKRP. Would you say TV wise, because you've done both TV and movie, that was probably your most successful show? Next uh, cartoon you did? Well, I did America's Funniest People uh, with uh, Dave Coulier on CBS um, Sunday nights at eight o'clock. That was very successful. And um, another successful show that I absolutely loved was Hercules. So I, um, the reason why I loved that was not only because it was so successful, it was just, it was great, but I got to live in New Zealand shooting that for two years. That was with uh, Kevin Sorbo, right? Yes, correct. And I played his wife and um, I just, I, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about what I do. It's pick up and go live someplace else, you know, and, and get to immerse yourself into the culture of wherever you are, which is one of the reasons why I'm okay during this COVID time of staying in my home because I don't get to do that that often. Right on. Go ahead, Elena. Yeah. I was just going to say, for traveling-wise, have you ever been to Ireland, Tony? Oh, of course I have. Yay. Oh, yes. I, t- I took my daughter over there for three and a half weeks because she's a, a equestrian. She rides oh, cool. equestrian. And I wanted to do the same. I wanted to jump, but she did like four or five feet. And here in America, they wouldn't let me jump more than three inches because we're so sue happy in this country. So I said, okay, screw you. I'm taking off to Ireland where they're going to let me jump. And I have a picture of me in a frame um, that, that, that showing me a jumping over a four foot wall. That's awesome. I just wanted to ask because I'm actually from Galway. I'm from Ireland. Oh, you are. It's yeah. so beautiful there. It's so lovely. I just, I mean, I could pack up and move there in a second. (laughs) That's lovely to hear. Are you there right now? Yeah, uh, I'm from Galway. I'm virtually, I'm in my bedroom right now. I can't really show you at the window, although it's lashing rain at the moment, so. (laughs) Oh my God, I am so jealous of you. Later, give me your address. I'll hop on a plane (laughs) and I'll come over and live with you for a while. 
you know, my friends would absolutely love that. My one of my best friends here from Ireland, he literally was saying how jealous he was that I got to talk to you today because he loves White Snake and all the videos. Oh my gosh! Please send him a big hug and kiss for me, and tell him as soon as we can get our planes moving, I'm <laughs> hopping over and I'm joining you. And we will all, even though I've never drank, go out for a a, a, a what do you guys call it? Guinness. A, a Guinness, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Guinness. Yes, I had two more because obviously you don't want to keep you forever. But and they're two different things. You brought up bachelor pad from my birth year, nineteen eighty four. Yay! And we were you mean bachelor we were party. Yes. Okay. First day, new mouth with the English, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I smiled when we said my birth year of 84, because as you heard in the introduction, we have, you know, the fourth, fifth and sixth of August there, which are nicely intertwined with right. at least two of our birthdays. But did you expect Tom Hanks to be as big as he became? That's a really good question. Um, I knew how talented he was, but no, I didn't expect him to become as big as he became. For me, I wish, I mean, he's had an incredible career. Nobody can doubt that. N nobody can ever say a bad word about him. He's such a great guy. But I, I wish that because he's so funny, would have kept um, some comedy in his repertoire, instead of always doing such dramatic roles. Um, like I, I would, I, yeah, I, I, because I miss him in his comedy and, and everything has been so um, d d dramatic and I miss that side of him. Well, for those of us who still have VHSs can always go back to Turner and Hooch. <laughs> hell with or bachelor party yes hell with a philadelphia farce gump you know saving the da vinci code all, all these serious roles we're gonna go back to the fun stuff right right <laughs> but the thing i found and this is literally probably about i'm gonna say half hour ago maybe an hour ago that i learned this and i respect you for it because obviously this one above me broke my stones because I said I saw you on Botched. But the thing that I got a kick out of that I just learned, that you turned down Playboy, but also turned down doing your book. Because at the time, now mind you, the video I had seen was from 2017. So, and I obviously I don't know what's happened in personal life since then. But you turned down the magazine, but also were holding off on the book because of respect for your father, which I thought was awesome. Thank you. Most people would go, oh, jump on, or, and they don't think about big picture. And I respect it that you go, hey, you know what? I don't want to go down these roads. But was that always the goal to, because you had the respect of family, or was that something later on? based on the projects you may have been offered? 
Um, n no, it was, it was always, um, it was always in me. It was always going to be that. I had been uh, throughout the years in different times of my life where I had been younger and more immature and then older and wiser. And during each phase of my life, I had been asked to do Playboy and I turned it down for the, for the same reason, which still holds true to this day. Um, unfortunately, my father is fighting cancer right now. Um, and we, he's in a really, really tough situation at the moment. Um, but I, yes, I didn't want to write a book. I never wanted my dad to, not, not just my dad to see me naked, but all his friends and bringing in the magazine to work and saying, oh, I saw your daughter. Um, and even, even with kids before I had kids, I knew that, you know, because when back in the day it was a magazine, I just pictured my children that I was going to have in the future going to school and someone showing up at the magazine. So it's always been that way for me with my family and just who I am. And I'm not saying that I'm better or, or worse than anybody else who did it. I'm just saying for some reason, that's just my plight and just how I innately have always felt. Yeah, well, that's my point exactly. That I respect that you, and unfortunately, wish more folks had personal standards to, all right, this is what I'll do. This is what I won't do. Whatever the reasons may be, yours being family. But unfortunately, in this world, I think it'd be nice to see a few more people have, try to have some personal standards. Thank you. Thank uh, you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Uh, but before we let her go, Elena, you got anything you want to follow up with? You've got me. You can ask me five more questions if you want. I'm well, here. Just, I guess, maybe do you want to talk about White Snake in the videos some more or, you know, all that stuff? Did we cover that? <laughs> Did we actually ask her officially? Sure. I'll say that uh, because of those videos, he's uh, living a very, very incredible lifestyle right now. Okay. I would love a thank you card. <laughs> well, you know what? I got a final one, and I just thought about this based on the uh, question before is when we were talking about your personal standards and stuff. Obviously, didn't have kids at the time, but what do your I, – I believe you have a couple of girls. What did they Correct. Think? Yes. What did they think of what – when that came up? Look what mom did – with the videos and the stuff you did before children, BC. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, for the longest time, when someone would ask me that question, I would always say, oh, my, my kids have, my kids never bring it up. Never. I don't even know if they knew, knew what I did in my life before I had them. And then I had a conversation with my oldest, my daughter, who's 27 years old now. And she said, mom, of course I know what you did. She goes, 
every time I'd go on Facebook, all my friends would always upload your videos on my Facebook and I would always have to delete them. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you never bring up my career. You never ever say anything about Seinfeld, married with children, I, you name it, whatever I've done, Hollywood squares, whatever it is. And, and so my kids just, uh, my kids truly, to me act like like i sometimes i want to go i want to pull the do you know who i am card you know and and i think their answer would be uh no ma'am sorry we don't um but they secretly do um but they just they want me to be their mom so bad and not this actress that everybody knows so so they they, it's rarely ever, ever, ever brought up, ever. And, and they're the two people that I want to impress the most, you know? Like, I want them to be like, I want them to see, like, I have all these, you know, DVDs and movies and everything, and I'm like, I want to show them, but of course I'm not going to say, let's sit down and watch Mommy for the next, you know, three weeks of everything that she's done. Um, so I don't bring it up. They don't bring it up. And I'm just mommy. Well, and I guess I can wrap with this. And I think this is pretty, I would think, in my three or four working brain cell head. Obviously, I mentioned you did the e-show botched and whatnot, but and had some self-confidence issues. Especially, I think it's harder being a, and I wouldn't know, uh, being a female in entertainment but having personal self-conscious issues. How were you able to separate that, but also try to teach your, your girls to say, to be proud of who they are and what they are? Oh, I think it's extremely easy. It was extremely easy for me to do that. I, I never let one bleed into the other. Um, and I was able to to keep keep my insecurities about myself um from from them i i i never let it play out as as a mother to them and i always taught them while teaching myself lessons on how to be a, a secure and strong woman um and I shot that botch thing uh, about three or four years ago. Things have changed so much. I've gotten older and wiser, and I don't have the same insecurities that I did um, with my body or with my mind. Um, of course, I'm not perfect, and I will always have things that I need to work on with myself, but with my daughters, I've always been very careful with not letting my own insecurities, like I said, bleed into my teachings for them as strong, independent women. Yeah, because it's it's funny. We we will not that I have any, but we teach our kids one thing, but then on the other side, you go, I should be listening to my own advice. Right. 
<laughs> right. Ex exactly. And, and that's what I, that's in a sense what I was doing. You know, I was listening to my own advice and it helped me get out of my own way. Well, would you say at this stage of your life, you're out of your own way for the most part then? I would say so. And I think that not even due to my own self, I just think it inevitably happens as we get older and those numbers get bigger and bigger, although I can't stand that part. But um, um, just because of what it does to the elasticity of one's skin, other than that, I love what it does to the brain and, 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 and how you innately just become wiser and you get things and easier and you don't have to go through so much pain to learn lessons. Uh, I, at least I found in, in my later years. Um, so I, I enjoy getting older. Um, I hate saying the number because I don't feel my number. I still feel like I'm 27, 28 years old. Yeah. Well, I guess the best way to wrap this, it would fit besides volunteering where you can, which we discussed earlier, but the line that fits here to wrap uh, based on what we were talking about is a line my grandfather used always with age comes wisdom. I think that fits. I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with your grandfather more. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, it's, and it was funny. I was, we were talking to a, uh, another guest earlier this week about her parenting styles because of an age difference between when she had kids and she was joking about patience versus the energy. So, you know, I'm glad that we can dig a little deeper into folks' minds besides what they just see on TV and movies. So obviously everybody go check the social media links or links that we will share. Feel better. Thank you so much for the time. Of course. Thank you. I really, um, I thank you for the deep and in-depth um, conversations. It doesn't happen often with interview interviewers and you guys did a great job and i and i just want to thank you for really um for 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 that thank you your style is really awesome and i appreciate it With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, lacycleaning at gmail.com 
for a call then at 609-709-8536. And that's what I'm talking about. Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries. (laughs) Now that's what I call depressing. It's gonna make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope wanna jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies. For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend whilst in Sail Black 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub. Or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS. Hey, this is Tiffany, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. 